Hello and welcome to Philly and the Over, a brand new Philadelphia-based sports gambling podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Joe Simonera. I'm joined by Shane Curran. Shane, tell us what's on tap for today. The starting five, Super Bowl week. All right, time to cash in. Joe, Super Bowl week. We're both extremely excited. Before we dive into that, let's kick it off. The nice, uh, nice warm up, a nice appetizer. We're kicking it off with the starting five. Last night, LeBron passed Kareem for the all time points leader in the NBA. He now has 38,390 points for first all time. He's also fourth on the list in assist with 10,354. And he's also 32nd in rebounds with 10,583. From what I saw, he's the only player to have at least 10,000 all three of these categories. He's also ninth overall in steals with 2,179. What do you have to say about this? Um, sh- I mean, the, the guy's played forever. He's probably, I, I bet he's he's first in NBA history in turnovers too. Just because when you play that long, that kind of stuff happens. I'm shocked he's in the top 50 in rebounds. That that seems seems insane to me. But I guess when you know you look at the numbers, he he's probably averaged, I don't know, eight rebounds a season for or eight yeah, rebounds would... a game for how many how many years? That that's still that nothing surprised me until until that. That is I, I did not know that. That is actually really surprising to me. Yeah, I was looking it up and I was I thought he would be on the list because I remember we we've always talked about that that LeBron stat, which is just like he averages i think through his career this is probably two years ago 27 7 and 7 was like always his his just career average right yeah, 27 yeah. 7 and 7 and we always said that was more impressive than a triple double right just because of the the volume of points that he was scoring and over 18 years those numbers add up um but you should see the other names on on that list because they're all big men you know what, what's what's crazy to me too and, and again you know it, it's a super impressive you know, regardless of how long you play or anything like that. Um, of course, it brings up, you know, all these debates again of who's the best player ever. Is he the best Laker ever? You know, um, the one thing, though, that, that just shocks me, the level that LeBron is playing at this season is incredible. I remember a couple of years ago thinking like, OK, so he's got his son. He's just going to try. I mean, he, he's going to just try to hang around the league so he can he can play, you know, either with or against his son for maybe one year. And you start doing the math. And it's a guy the kid's got to, uh, you know, he's got to play one year in college or be one year removed from high school to get into to come into the NBA. But he's playing. At, he's like, what? I, I mean, he'll finish like fourth in MVP voting this year. It's, it's insane. Uh, what, what a high level the guy's playing at. Just uh, I mean. You know, this is this is getting into Tom Brady territory of just like ageless wonder. And this is, you know, I mean, playing quarterback in the NFL is extremely difficult, but this guy's body's taking a beating 82 nights a year at least. Um, so, I mean, this is this is really, really impressive stuff that LeBron's doing. And, and you fan, see fan, you, fan or not of the guy that you have to be impressed. Yeah, you, you see what he's done to throughout his career to to evolve his game. I forget which player we were talking about this uh, recently, but he's developed this like. I don't want to call it like an old man, old man, like fadeaway, but he just has this, like this short jumper. And he, it was when he got the, you know, the, the, the record breaking point on just this fadeaway from the key that because of his size and his release point, it's so difficult to guard. So when he gets into that 15 to 18 foot range, it's just such a difficult shot to, uh, to defend. Yeah, it is like an old man, you know, YMCA shot. I, we, we, when we were talking about, we were talking about Embiid's developed kind of that Dirk, Dirk, you know, uh, mm-hmm. one leg fadeaway sort of shot that, that you know, was really a signature of Dirk. But yeah, LeBron is, I mean, he's kind of like, you know, you see like, uh, you know, guys like, um, you know, Jamie Moyer when they got to the Phillies or Pedro Martinez when they got to the Phillies or, or even Noah Syndergaard at, at this point in his career, you kind of lose it when Moyer never have velocity. But, you know, Martinez and Syndergaard, they're guys who lose their velocity and figure out other ways to pitch. And it's almost like LeBron's doing that. But man, he can still he just put his head down and get into the lane and pretty much score on anybody at the rim. So it, it it's it's you know I'm not I'm not a huge LeBron fan. I'm not a huge LeBron hater. But uh, you know you just have to you just have to sit back and, and just be impressed by what he's doing at, at this point in his career. It's you know it's incredible. A side note from the starting five. While looking up these statistics, the one thing that jumped out to me. Do you know who the NBA's all-time leading steals record holder is? Um, Stockton. Yeah, isn't that isn't that surprising? Um, yeah, I, I knew I, I knew mean, he was at the I, top I, in assists, but I, I was I was surprised yeah, by well, the by the defensive end. Yeah, so people underestimate what a good defensive player I think he was, and he also just played for so long. He's probably yeah. up there in turnovers too. I bet. <laughs> it's, it's, oh yeah, you know, absolutely. I mean, he's, he's like six hundred more yeah. steals than than next closest person. And who's who's, who's behind him? 
Jason Kidd, Michael Jordan. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Chris Paul, Gary Payton. I mean, some some names I, you, that you'd expect to see on there. Mo Cheeks, Scotty yeah. Pippen, Clyde Drexler. I, um, I would have guessed Jordan would have been first or second in that. Um, but you know the way you asked the question, I figured it wasn't Jordan. But uh, um, yeah, that that's six hundred more though than the next guy. That's that's surprising. Crazy. Yeah. All right, number two on the starting five. We're sticking with basketball. Kyrie Irving. Well, it's was only Super traded, Bowl week, so let's talk more hoops. What do you got? Was traded to the Mavs for Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, and some draft capital. Who's better off, Durant or Luca? That's a good question. Uh, all right, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. It's actually a very difficult question. I'm gonna go with Luca. I think that Kyrie can, like. Kyrie Irving, the basketball player, I think works on this team and with Luca. I, I think that they work. I think that that they could put that together and and make a run at a title. You have to remember though, Kyrie has serious mental issues, and and I talk I talk about this a lot with the NBA. You know, they look the other way on mental health until Ron Artest goes into the crowd and beats the shit out of a fan. <laughs> Kyrie Irving is showing that he has some serious serious mental issues, so he's going to destroy that. There's going to be issues. I, I, I said I said to my, my brother-in-law as we're talking about it when it happened, and I just said, like, it works, but but him and Jason Kidd are going to be fighting in the locker room like two weeks in. Uh, there's, I mean, he's just such a, such a head case. Um, I still think, though, when you look at the upside, Luka now has a better a better, a better chance of winning an NBA championship with Kyrie than, than Kevin Durant does uh, with, well, I guess, I guess uh, what's his name? Um, um, Cam, is it Cam Thomas? Cam Thomas. Had, yeah, yeah 40, 40 points, 40 three, pieces, nights three nights in a row. So oh, yeah. maybe they're onto something there. But uh, okay. I, 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 I said on, on this podcast for the season started, Kyrie is my bet to win the MVP. I think he's that talented. Oh, but I mean, we watch him in the Sixers game and just, he, he was just yeah, cooking. I mean, he can get talented. anywhere he wants on the yeah. court. He's so fluid. So he's, he's, the, he's the best finisher at the rim I've, I've ever seen play. That, that like, just, I he's mean, there, if I mean, the guy gets up there, man, it's going in. Uh, but just such such a basket case. He's he's such a head case. The, I, the, the I, best I comparison that, um, that I heard for this was Kyrie Irving is is he's a hot chick, right? So he's a hot chick, and he's been through three divorces now. And on the <laughs> way out, he's burned down the person's house. But uh-huh. some guy's going to look at her and be like, "Well, she's hot," and then yep. he's going to take another chance on her. And and, yep. and that just seems with what's happening with all it, these franchises. People people always ask that question. Um, they always ask that question. You know who whose career was shorted by injury that you would have liked to see uh play and you know everyone usually says Derek Rose see what he would have done you oh, know yeah. if he never got hurt or or you know Brandon Roy if he never got hurt I'm gonna start saying if Kyrie Irving was just the normal like just just didn't have a mental health problem that, that I would love, love to see that guy's career I mean you're talking cha- tons of championships MVPs like he's that talented but it's a shame I mean but but I think all things considered um Durant you know I, I We'll see. We'll see how he comes out of this. Durant's not a, I mean, you know, I don't, he's going to say his, he's going to speak his mind, but I just don't know really if he's going to come out and just say like, trade me or like, all right, I'm Kevin Durant. Like, let me, let me see what I can do. It'll, it'll be interesting to see, but um, man, I put, after that happened, I put a little future on Durant to win the MVP just because he is that talented. And like, it's finally to the point where he doesn't have that other superstar anymore. And, Every yep. team he's played for, he's had another guy there. And I mean, it's not Ben Simmons. It's it's no. it's not Claxton. It's not nope. Dorian Face Smith. So I'm uh I'm really curious. I mean, his usage rate can't go up more than it was in the playoffs <laughs> last year. Yeah. But I think uh, you know, it's it's all on his shoulders now. And I think he's he's up for the challenge. So yeah. All right. What happens? Let's jump into Football with these next three questions. The first one, Braden Ayuk of San Francisco 49ers uh, was quoted this week saying that the Eagles got extremely lucky. And if he were allowed to bet, he would put all of his money on KC. I saw, I saw that. He was like, I would put everything I own, put it in cash and put it on the cheese. All right, then do it. Um, I'm I'm wildly confused by, uh, you know, I, I expect it from the Niners fan base to be somewhat delusional. I, I, but you see it from the players. Christian McCaffrey gave an interview today. He was like, you know, I hope they change that rule and you can carry three quarterbacks and uh, we would have gotten a fair shake. What are you talking about? Yeah, you can right. carry as many as you want. So, some, somebody worse than, than Josh Johnson is going to come in and, and win that football game? It, it just It's insane. I mean, the, the way that people are talking about about the 49ers, I mean, I, I think it was Ayuk or maybe even another, another player who said like, yeah, we're the best team in the NFL. There's no doubt about it. Or was it? It was in that post. Yeah. yeah, it was. Like, it was what are you? Like, what are you? What are you talking about? You got demolished. You got absolutely demolished. You couldn't block. You couldn't block anyone. 
no quarterback back there was going to do anything. The receivers really couldn't get open, but not that they had a ton of time to get open. I, I just I just don't understand where where this delusional thinking comes from. It, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. So I, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, we talked about it a little bit last week. There's a reason besides just bad luck that they lost four quarterbacks. And it's because their yeah. offensive line was unable to properly block people. Yep. Um, and that's why they lost four quarterbacks throughout the yeah. season. Now there were some fluke plays in there as well. Uh, but ultimately I, I think it's not a matter of the Eagles being extremely lucky. I think it's, you can only play the point that's in front of you. I think it's the 49ers yep. were extremely unlucky that a lot of their injuries just so happened to be at the same position. And they may say they never got a fair shake of it because they were injured. Every team's injured, losing four quarterbacks, not great, but ultimately the other team's not lucky because of that. Uh, unlucky. Well, yeah, the Eagles, I mean, you're right. You, you you play who you have to play and you prepare against them and you, you know, you try to go out and dominate them. And the Eagles just did that very easily. It, it I mean, one third string quarterback is not going to make a difference. I don't, you know, I, I just don't understand if Ayuk's coming from the point of if Brock Purdy played the whole game. I mean, Brock Purdy wasn't going to have a chance to get a, get, to get a pass off. It was just, it's just insane thinking. Um, also, did you see a clip going around and it was a, uh, uh Way, well before that game began, Jonathan Gannon's getting getting to the stadium, and uh, you know there's people just in line to get into the lots to start tailgating. And I guess somebody may have noticed Jonathan Gannon driving or something. They start kind of like honking or yelling or whatever. And Gannon rolls down his window and says, "We're going to gut these guys." Did you see that? <laughs> I did not. No, it's 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 crazy. But also like the, I mean, I understand trying to get the fans fired up, but he's like, "We're going to gut these guys." Like it, it's almost as though. They're looking at it and just saying like, oh, we're going to like we're going to destroy this team. Like yeah. you watch that film and, you know, obviously great football minds can probably, you know, break that down better than, you know, the guys on 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 Sports Center. But he just knew going in like this is this is not going to be a challenge. And it wasn't. So. Number four I, on the starting four to say. Jeffrey Lurie, the Eagles owner, CEO, came out and said Hertz has nothing to prove in the Super Bowl regarding his contract extension. My question to you, Fertz goes out there, vomits all over the field like McNabb did. Is he getting the same amount as if they go out there and he wins Super Bowl MVP? Well, Shane, I was looking at um, uh, college quarterbacks entering the NFL draft, and I am coming around to the thought process of rookie deal. Who cares? For rookie quarterback, second-year quarterback. I've been There's guys. They're QB like, factory. There are guys in years. there. There are guys in there that can complete passes. Now what Hertz does that's so unique in this offense is on the RPO. And that's really what he has going for him is, is his decision-making is, is spot on. He's, he's of a higher intelligence level than most quarterbacks. He never makes a mistake on those RPOs. That's a huge part of the Eagles offense. But I mean, just to invest in the defense, the offensive line receivers. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm over running back. I don't, you know, I, I I'm not, I, I don't care if they, you know, sign Sanders. I don't think they will, but they I'm cool will. to run with roll with Gainwell. You're, you're eventually going to have to. If you have an offensive line that's as good yeah, as it doesn't ours, matter. It doesn't you, matter. You don't. You don't have to waste that draft pick on Bijan Robinson um, at the end of, at the end of the first round if you don't want to. Like you can just. So I'm, I'm kind of coming around to that to that thinking now. Uh, I truly think, and we we've talked about this a yeah. little bit before. The QB factory comment that Howie Roseman made three or four years ago when they drafted Hertz while once was still on the team. I think he looked around the landscape of the league and said, the best way to build a championship team is to have a quarterback on a rookie deal. And I think if you draft a quarterback every two or three years and you can invest another $30 million in other positions, I mean, that's, that's two pro bowl caliber type of cornerbacks that, that you can get with that extra funds. And if you look at us trading for slay and us signing Bradbury, that's sort of what they yep. did. Don't be surprised if the Eagles draft like a Jay Kaner or a, or a, a Will Rogers or someone like that, you know, the sixth round or something or wherever they have one of those picks. I, I mean, do I think that, you know, if Hertz wins the Super Bowl, he's going to get he's going to get paid uh, a fortune. Um, and then you just have to hope, well, you know, you're, you're going to have some diminished areas on, on that team when you have so much money tied up in, in one position. So you got to see how that plays out. But uh, uh, right now, let's focus on this game and then we'll. Uh, We'll get into what to do next uh, after we see how it plays out. Number five on the starting five, Super Bowl tickets. As of today, I saw the lowest one was available for $3,500. What's the most that you would pay to go to a sporting event and what sporting event would it be? 
the most I would pay to go to a sporting event. Um, I would, uh, it, it would be, well, yeah, it, I mean, it would be Penn State in the national championship. I, I would pay, I, I would almost pay anything to, to, to go see that. I mean, uh, yeah, God, if you had to put a number on, I, I actually, I don't know if I, I, there would get to a point though, where I would just say like, oh man, that's really tough because is this going to happen again in my lifetime? I, I think that I, I firmly believe that Penn State in the next two years will be playing in that college football playoff. Well, definitely the college football playoff, but I, I think they're going to really make a run in the national title and I'm going to put my money where my mouth is there. Um, I, I would, I would try any Avenue to get, get tickets without having to pay, you know, an arm and a leg for them, but, but I would definitely get up there for them. And then the other thing would be, um, you know, if Drexel were in the final four, but you know, that's not a realistic thing. So yeah, it would definitely be Penn state national championship. Um, yeah, that, that would really, I, I, I mean, like, I know some diehard Eagles fans who just looked at this and were just like, I, it's, I just can't do it. And especially cause you know, it sucks because the Super Bowl, you know, typically is played far from us in California or whatever, um, Arizona as it is this year. Like it, it, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, but for the ticket itself, yeah, I mean, 3,500 being the ceiling. And by that, I mean, you're literally sitting on the ceiling. Um, that that's, that's just a little too rich for, for my blood. And a breaking news, number six on the starting five, the Lakers just acquired D'Angelo Russell coming back home to LA as well as Malik Beasley uh, and forward Jarrett Vanderbilt and a deal that sends Conley to Minnesota and Westbrook with uh, the protective picks over to Utah. Does this make the uh, Lakers a contender? Uh, yes. Um, Anthony Davis has to play better than he did last night, but last night was more just a dog and pony show for LeBron. Um, that makes him a contender. I, I think that's a really, really good deal for uh, the Lakers. And, you know, the the issue I, I have with it in particular is uh, Jared Vanderbilt. That's a guy that really the Sixers targeted, but just don't have, you know, what can we offer them? Um, and, and I think Utah understood that, okay, uh, we know that this guy's a commodity on the market. We're not gonna we're not gonna budge on our asking price. So, you know, when you're trading these, um, you know, these first rounders, I, you know, it's hard hard to compete with that. When the Sixers don't necessarily want to do that, but Vanderbilt would have been a great piece to acquire. But yeah, this this makes the Lakers, um, you know, they're they're a formidable team. I think they can they can make a run. But uh, you know, a lot of this this just hinges on Anthony Davis. He's he's going to have to be be great, and he can. I actually really like this for for Minnesota. I think Conley's going going to fit so nicely next to yeah. uh, Anthony Edwards up there and we'll see what happens next year. But I think, I think that's uh, probably the end of Carl Anthony towns in, in Minnesota. I think they're going to look to move him next yeah. year. So the Lakers I'm, I'm reading it now. So Conley and picks to the Timberwolves, Russell Westbrook and a lightly protected 2027 to the jazz. Oh, you know, it's funny. Um, Westbrook has had massive issues with jazz fans. Huh. Like throughout well, his career. He, he's going to be cut. So, Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't think he ever gets on the plane. It would be it would be a lot of fun though. Um, yeah, God, apparently, and I just read before this. Uh, I mean, I'm sure this deal was in the works, but Westbrook uh, got in a fight with uh, Darvin Ham in the yeah, locker room at halftime last night or something. Yeah. Man, crazy, but uh, that that sucks. I mean, the Sixers certainly need to make some improvements with uh, uh with, with with the the backup to to Embiid and you know Harold and Paul Reed are not exactly getting it done. So Vanderbilt would have been a nice piece, but you know. Got to, got to, got to move on. Coming up next, Super Bowl. Place your bets. Long two weeks. It's been a long two weeks, but it's it's uh, right around the corner. Just a few so, more days left until the Super Bowl. So in two thousand four, we were freshmen in high school, right? Yeah, and and I remember um, the Eagles go to the Super Bowl, and uh, you know they they have the two weeks off, and the guy, this guy, I, I never forgot, a guy who sat in front of me in homeroom. Uh, he just turns around at one point during the week leading up to the Super Bowl and goes, this has been the longest week of my life. And I was like, it, it really is. Like, today is Wednesday. And I'm just like, I can't believe it's only Wednesday. I, I never forgot that. Like, going into the last Super Bowl, I just said, I, like, I remember this guy, Steve, telling me this. Like, this is just the longest week ever. And this, this just feels every day just drags on. And it's it's just absolutely uh, brutal. But it's it's so close. It's almost here. Um, we're, we're, we're halfway there. So... Well, since so we excited. met last time, the, the line has not moved. So it, yeah, it no. at, at, at mice two, it was flaring around one and a half. It's stuck at one and a half for the past seven days. And the over-under actually is stuck at 50 and a half. I, I really thought that might jump up a point. Uh, we will see what happens as the more casual bettors make their bets over the weekend. Uh, but 
With those two out there, uh, any any change from what we talked about last week? There hasn't been, you know, what we kind of expected. There hasn't been any new news in terms of on the injury front. Uh, anything anything new jump out to you? No. Um, yeah, it looks like uh, I, I I can't remember when it was announced, but the only thing would be uh, Clyde Edwards Lair was activated and uh, Michael Hardman was. But I'll, you know, I'll take that trade off, I think. Um, Hardman uh, going to the IR. So he, he will not be playing. Um, it looks like uh, tomorrow, I think, is real practice. The first, like, real practice day. I think there was walkthroughs or something today. Or maybe, yeah, I think tomorrow's real practice. And uh, I just read the Chiefs have uh, Legarius Need will, you know, you know, full participant and uh, uh, Juju and... Um, um, pretty much everyone on that on that squad. Same with the Eagles. Everyone's everyone's dinged up, but everyone's gonna play and, and practice. So, um, yeah. So nothing really new there. Uh, you know, I, I've had a lot more time to you know, I guess, I guess, reflect on the game and think about the game. And um, you know, my 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 thinking has changed a little bit. Um, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day, and and we were just talking about somebody said, "Yeah, you know, what do you think of what do you think of the, the game or whatever?" and uh, and I just said, like, I mean, it's football, and uh, you're told the quarterback is the most important position, and the Chiefs have the best. And I just said, it's it's hard for me to get over that. But when you look at it, the Chiefs just don't seem like they're a fully realized, complete team. They have this incredible quarterback who can make up, make up, or cover up any any other mistakes. Honestly, he can cover up any mistakes, missed assignments. Uh, you know, uh, he gives receivers all day to run around to get open. Um, and then, I mean, you know, he'll be halfway down and he'll flick flick his wrist to throw the ball. You know, ten yards for first down. He just his vision's always downfield. So, does he do enough though to cover any other mistake when the Eagles are just a machine at this point? I, I don't know that he does. Um. I'm leaning more and more towards Eagles minus one and a half. Yeah, I'm I'm sticking with the Eagles minus one and a half for for the reasons you mentioned. Mahomes scares me. I think the way this game plays out, the Eagles get out to an early lead. I could see it uh them jumping up like 24-10 and then just trying to hold on at the end of the game. So as we get into some of the bets that that, that I've I've made already and that I like, the Eagles first half, minus one and a half. Love that. The Chiefs in the second half, uh Money line plus one hundred, love that as well. I I see that's how the game's playing out. Ultimately, I, I think back a little bit to to the Tampa strategy when they play Kansas City, and their strategy was really let's not blitz Mahomes, let's sit back and and you know, um, not not give him any more space than he needs to complete these passes, and that's just how the Eagles defense is like they, yeah. they, they don't blitz because they can get after the quarterback with four and they have they're very deep at the offensive line so they can rotate fresh guys in throughout the game um what's his name uh Bo Bohemi the uh offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs uh he came out this week and he said this is one of the most difficult game plans I've ever had to come up with because of how deep well, this this uh this team is also I'm shocked he doesn't have a head coaching job by now he's been their offensive coordinator for about like five yeah, years and then there were like reports that he's like talking about becoming an offensive coordinator somewhere else like that it's weird it's very very weird but maybe he does an interview well I, I don't know but his it's definitely yeah, a great offense yeah it doesn't make a whole lot of sense I think um yeah, I, I I see where he's coming from, but also I think what what makes the game plan you know extremely difficult for 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 our enemy is that you don't necessarily have great players. Uh, you have a good offensive line with you know you have a couple weak spots. You have a great it's, you know you have two second team all pros on the offensive line. I mean yeah, that's not you, the, have, you have you have that. Um, you know you have you have the best quarterback uh, probably in the NFL this year. Um, probably going to win an MVP, but I don't know. You have. Pacheo, you have Juju Smith. He's running hard. He has fresh legs, but he's you know he's these not guys aren't Caffrey. these guys aren't world beaters. Yeah. I mean, you, you lose Hardman. That's a big that's a big loss, you know. And and you have There's more chemistry with Hardman than any yeah, other uh, player on the wide receiving court. Absolutely. So you're you're working with, um, you know, you can always say, hey, well, we have Travis Kelsey, and you know, he, he's he's the best tight end in football. But I, I mean, I think the Eagles can do, can do enough to to say, let's focus our game plan on stopping a tight end. I, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know that you, you stop Travis Kelsey, but if, if he's the whole focal point of the offense and no one else can beat you, but him, it just, it, it, these are the kind of things that I've been thinking about all week where I'm just talking myself into the Eagles when winning this game, because I just think they're the more complete team. Um, you know, I don't, I don't have, we're going to get into prop bets and you're going to see, I, I mean, 
I don't have a ton of respect for the the Chiefs defense. <laughs> um, I think that I think some points can be can be scored in this game, but um, yeah, I I understand where you know where the Chiefs coaching staff comes from. They have to look at this and just say, all right, we really have to get creative because I don't think we're the better team, and that that's probably rare for for this coaching staff and this you know and, and this Chiefs run. They they typically are the better team, but I think the Eagles just have better players. So it sounds like we're both leaning the same way, but before we give out our official pick, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and dive into some of the prop bets for this game. Place your bets. All right. So before we jump into the prop bets, I I mentioned two that I like that don't necessarily fall under this category, but they're not your traditional uh, just game line. The Eagles first half minus one and the Chiefs second half plus 100. Let's start out with some of the um, some of the bets that you like that are just solid bets. And then we'll jump into some of the more fun ones, some of those more value based bets. So, Joe, what do you have first? All right, so one of the the prop bets I really like and, and, you know, you're laying 134, but I think it's a lock is Harrison Butker over one and a half field goals made. I think that that this will be a, a real case of kind of bend but don't break. I mean, the Eagles aren't going to hold Patrick Mahomes on the other side of the 50-yard line for, for the entire football game. But I do think when they get into, you know, inside the 30 and even into the red zone, I think the Eagles defense will step up and make plays, which is going to force Kansas City to kick field goals. Um, you know, Andy, I mean, every coach in the Super Bowl is going to be a little bit different. But but I think a lot of times where you know you have these the Doug Peterson types who are going to you know take these risks. I know Andy does that a little bit, but I think that um, I I, th- I think that he's going to you know play it semi safe. And I think Bucker gets gets those those two field goals. Vegas thinks that as well. That's why you're laying one thirty. But I think that's a solid um, yeah, that's a solid solid bet. One that I'm definitely going to play and and put a little bit of the uh, the bankroll on. I like it. I'm going to go with one that I, I mentioned last week. Still like it this week. I'm going with Kelsey over seven and a half receptions. I took it early on uh, because we didn't know the uh, status of some of the wide receivers. And I think that the Eagles defensive game plan lines up perfectly for Kelsey to have a lot of short receptions in this game. They're going to be playing as uh, zone defense. They will be only rushing four. So uh, who better than to you know, beat the zone than uh, Mahomes and Kelsey. So I like over seven and a half. It's a large number, but I'm all over it. I like it. Um, can I give you one of my, one of my long shots that kind of ties into that? Yeah, let's go for it. Uh, this is, this is, I think there's, this is a big long shot, but I think there's value in it. Uh, most receiving yards, Dallas Goddard. It's plus 1100 right now. Um, there's going to be a lot of focus uh, paid on AJ Brown. Devontae Smith, obviously. The, the, the Again, I go back to, I don't think the Niners defense is that great. I think Goddard is going to have a lot of opportunities. He's going to be open a lot. Um, and I think that this this could potentially be a game where, you know, he goes for 110 yards. And I think that, you know, you might have one other guy with 100. But I think that Goddard could be an X factor in this game. Um, so I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying this is a lock or anything like that. But I think there's good value there um, in a game where, yeah, the ball is probably going to get spread around a lot on the Chiefs side. You know, Kelsey, I believe, had the best odds for most most receiving yards. But um, if you can shut him down, I, I I think that the same same thing goes for the Eagles, where they're going to spread the ball around a lot. But I think that Goddard will have a lot of opportunity and, and could be a big time X factor in this game. So I'm going to sprinkle a little bit of money on that. I like it. The next one I have is the shortest touchdown under one and a half yards. I take this every playoffs and I love it. The, the downside to this is it's been juiced so much over the past few years because it hits at such a consistent basis. And one of the reasons it's hit so frequently is you got to think any, any passing interference that happens in the end zone, they put the ball at the one yard line. Um, some of those rushing yards, when you get in there, uh, you know, get a yard at a time, you get down to the one, you punch it in. So under one and a half rushing one, the shortest touch on under one and a half yards, it's currently minus 180, Ooh. but I still like it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we should actually also put a caveat in front of all of these prop bets. Um, everyone needs to know that Shane has a horseshoe up his ass. He's incredibly lucky. So just take whatever Shane <laughs> says in this and you're going to win a lot of money. I, I can, I can almost guarantee you that um, I'll lose all my bets as always, but, uh, but listen to Shane in these. Um, I remember I had to been six years ago. That was probably not used to 180. And I remember you were all over it. It may have actually been even money or, or maybe plus 110 or something. And uh, yeah, that was uh, that, that's a staple in, in the, uh, in the uh, Super Bowl prop bets uh, for me now. Uh, that's a good one. Um, you know, if we're going to stick with uh, with uh, sort of uh, uh, rushing, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, this one that I, I really like. This is uh, minus 110, and it's 
uh, rushing and receiving yards over 34 and a half. Kenneth Gainwell. I think Kenneth Gainwell, you know, he has, he has the ability to, to break a 20 yard run or catch a 20 yard pass. So you have that there. I think that he's going to have opportunity. I mean, the Eagles have been using him and, and he's looked pretty good uh, the first two playoff games. And then you might get in a situation where if the Eagles are up, you know, big Kenneth Gainwell may, may come into that game to, to, to clean up a little bit and kind of Super Bowl garbage time. I don't think that's going to happen, but um, I think that I think the Gainwell will be a, a focal point of, of not a focal point, but I think that he will be a factor in the offensive game plan for the Eagles uh, in the Super Bowl. So I like I like Gainwell to uh, to 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 do some damage over 34 and a half uh, rushing plus receiving. So on that same on that same plane, I am going to go with a different running back and for slightly for slightly the same reasons, actually. So I'm going to go with Miles Sanders. I'm going to take the alternate rushing yards. I'm going to bump that up to 80 to get 80 plus rushing yards. And it's at plus 188. The reason I'm going to do this, two reasons. First, throughout the season, the Eagles have been up early. And then you get guys like Scott and Gamewell coming in the third and fourth yeah. quarter and really trying to get Sanders some rest because he he has been fragile over the past few years. So being that this is the Super Bowl, and it's also probably the last time Sanders suits up for the Eagles, I think they're going to run him into the ground as, as much as possible, uh, unless he fumbles. I'll put that yep. caveat in yep. there. So juicing this up to 80, I think uh, it will be a, a ground-dominant game. So I like uh, getting that plus money at plus 188. Miles Sanders over 80 rushing yards. Yeah, it sounds weird with, with uh, you know... It just it, it's really I think could be a game of really differing styles where you know, one bet I looked at was um Hertz and his passing yards I think are 240 and a half right now and I don't have any any play on that but I just think that you know Hertz running for 100 yards might be more likely than him throwing for 250 or something like that um because I, I think that you're right that the Eagles are going to you know say all right our offensive line's just so much better I and it's like well well you know we have Chris Jones and it's like <laughs> I mean they had they had you know Nick Bosa or, yeah I don't remember which which a whole Bosa brother they have, but it's like it doesn't matter. It doesn't because we're gonna we're gonna just block his ass into the ground. Like he's not gonna do he's not gonna do it. Chris Jones will do anything if you can find a prop on under sacks, tackles, whatever for Chris Jones, just do that because it, it just doesn't matter. So I do think the Eagles are gonna really rely on their offensive line, and there's gonna be uh, plenty of opportunities to to run the ball. So I think that uh, yeah, I think we're aligned there. So um, let me let me jump in then with with my last one in terms of the just good bet uh, good bet category, mm-hmm. and that's Hertz longest rushing yard over twelve and a half. I think he's going to have somewhere between six and ten carries in this game. So I could totally see I like that yeah breaking one of those for for fifteen yards and a you know a first down. So over twelve and a half rushing yards. Yeah, I like that. Um, I could see a third and ten situation where there's a design quarterback run and he picks up, you know, fifteen or something. I, I like that a lot. I might I might have to add that into my uh into my repertoire. Um all right. This one's a little bit of a long shot, but uh it's kind of a fun one. Um I'm gonna go with uh combined touchdown passes, Hurts and Mahomes. So this is just Hurts and Mahomes, combined touchdown passes. I'm saying exactly four. Ooh. I could see somebody having three, somebody having one. I think I could I really think, and I, I look, I ran through the game in my head. I think they each end up with two. Um, I think that's fair, but I'm going to go exact, uh, exactly four, and that's at plus 400. Nice. I just don't think that anyone throws four touchdown passes themselves or something like that. Um, I think exactly four is is where I'm landing. Any others in the in the good uh, val in the good well, bet props before we jump over to some you, of these higher value props? You had, you had mentioned uh, quarters and, and half lines, and one that I like, and I I I, I don't know if I, I heard you correctly. If you have something on this, or you might be on the other side, but we might have a we might have a prop fight. Um, second quarter, I like Eagles minus one half, half a point okay. in the second quarter. I think the Eagles win the second quarter because I think that this game is going to be, it, it, it's um, a lot of games come down to it. The last, I forget what they call it, the last four minutes of the first half and the first four minutes of the second half are, are so key. And, and you, you go into, you know, coin toss and things, but I think that, I think the Eagles can, you know, make mistakes in the first quarter, you know, kind of feel the game out They're They're new to this. Uh, this team is, you know, other than. You know Cox Graham and and um and Kelsey and Lane I guess are the only four and Elliot five holdovers I guess from the last Super Bowl team from Elliot wasn't on it I think it was just those three no Elliot was on it oh really yeah wasn't okay. he yeah he was right Donnie Jones and uh, Elliot punter and kicker right anyway um I, I think that the Eagles could settle in a little bit but I think that second quarter is where they really uh, really settle in and I really think that if they have the ball towards you know the end of it they're going to try to win that last four minutes and then the next four so yeah the um, Eagles I, I and, like that. and the Chiefs actually are the two of the top three highest scoring second quarter teams in the NFL mm-hmm. historically 
the Super Bowl, the first quarter tends to hit the under. So if you do like the over, you might want to just wait and hop on a, a prop bet after the first quarter. Uh, but yeah, the, the second quarter tends to be one of the uh, highest scoring quarters, especially for these two throughout the yep. throughout the season. So yep. uh, I like that. You got anything else? Uh, not for it, not under that that category. I do have some long shots that are right. more fun uh, fun bets that that I saw that uh, we can jump into. Uh, the first one. The Eagles to rush for four plus touchdowns is at plus 1300. Do you think those are good values or a good value? Or do you think that's too low of odds for, for this bet? Oh man. I five rushing touchdowns is well, four. Oh, that was four and a half. Uh, no, four plus. Oh, four. four um, no, that I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Uh, yeah, I think I think that that's fair. Um, I think the Eagles could end up with four with four rush touchdowns in this game. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I think Hertz runs for one for sure. I think Sanders is good. I you know Boston Scott can maybe get in there on you know put him in you know in, in short yards towards the goal line. So I, th- I think four is, is is fair. I think it's fair. I thought I thought it was a little low, but I, I still like this as as one of yeah. my long shots. I, I might sprinkle some money on it. Right. Uh, the next one, and and we talked about this: an offensive lineman to score a touchdown plus. 40 uh plus 4000 any interest in something like this just cuz it's Andy Reid and and he does you know throw those wrinkles and I don't know if they have a guy that they utilize in in situations like that anymore um but I think that Andy Reid does like those kind of wrinkles so yeah I think there's I think there's good value there on the um, same front the there's there's a bet out there that both Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey score a touchdown at plus 20000 that's 200 to 1 just no no, <laughs> yeah, no, I was trying no, to picture no like way. what what formation would this ever work in? I, I can't think of anything. Let's just let's like Hertz does a QB sneak and fumbles and fumbles and he recovers. recovers and fumbles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, no I can't imagine any other scenario. I, I do have a, a another long shot one. I don't know if you're you, are you done. You might. I think you might have this one too. I have I have two more. All right, so this one's kind of in the same vein as as that, but uh, uh, non QB to have yeah. one passing touchdown yeah, plus twenty two hundred. I think I saw it at. Um, I'm it's on Super one. Bowl. It happens. It just so, happens. So, do you know how many there are in Super Bowl history? All right. So there have been 56 Super Bowls. Uh, they probably did not have gadget plays for the first 30 of them. Um, I'm going to say 10. You'd be surprised. So there's five. Okay. Uh, there was one. I'm going to give you the, the two. One was in 78 and one was in 80. That's that shocks me that they were. Newhouse and McCutcheon. One was a fullback. Um, then there have been three since the year 2000. Can you name any of them? Oh, God. Um, no, I'm sure you're going to tell me. I'm going to feel like an idiot, but. Well, well I mean, the, yeah, uh, the Philly special okay, is obviously you. the one that I think about. Uh, yes. Trey Burton. Trey Burton. Um, so that was in 2018. I don't think there was actually one last year. Um. Mixon throw for one? Yeah, it was Joe okay, Mixon. Yeah, all right. And then uh, the last one was a uh, Pittsburgh Steeler in 06. Pittsburgh Steeler in 06. Was it Heinz Ward? No, no. I'm sorry. Uh, Antoine Randall L. There you go. That's okay. all five. Yeah, so it does happen, and and I think that there's value on it at, at 22 to 1. The next one I have is... I actually only have one more. How many, how many do you have left? That was it. Okay, that was so it this is the last one. This is a long shot. I think it's worth a sprinkle. Gardner Minshew to win MVP. Oh, so I saw. Um, I was just looking at you know sports books taking you know different kind of bets. Somebody put like a million dollar bet on on Eagles money line, but uh, somebody I believe they put a thousand bucks on Chad Henne to win MVP and a thousand bucks on Minshew to win MVP. And I was thinking about doing it. I, so I really it's, was. It's a hundred, not a thousand bucks, one, but, yeah. right? So yeah. I mean, even worth you know ten dollars, hundred dollars. That's that's you know that's a, a decent chunk of change. If uh, I, I you know think if it that's hits, so. I think that's a that's a that's a fun one to take if you want to because sprinkle, you gotta think if, a if a quarterback goes down in the first quarter and one of these guys comes in and they win just for the storyline they're going to give it to them oh, yeah. and how, how great would it be for the uh for the eagles to have two backup quarterbacks when uh super bowl mvps yeah i know it'd be pretty cool i saw earlier this week uh, speaking of which um you know Foles said he he feels it would be right to retire as an eagle which i mean i don't think should be uh, surprised like, to anyone but yeah. uh yeah it'd be pretty cool were there any crossover uh, bets that you like? I, I was going to ask you about that. I, I I'm not like I just uh, you know and and I mean, but the crossover bets are like, you know, this crossover. college basketball team to score. Well, Ovechkin had like, more goals. Yeah, than stuff like that. Goals, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, and you have the waste management, uh, the Phoenix Open going on at the, at the same time, actually in the same same place. Um, 
So I, 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 I'll probably look at them, but no, nah, I don't have anything off the top of my head that I, you know, that I sought out. I, I typically don't do those, uh, those cross sport bets. They're, they're so big around the Super Bowl, though. Yeah, it's funny because when, when I, when I used to bet, and there, there weren't as many options, right? Like I was like always fascinated that there were seventy different options that you could bet on it in terms of Super Bowl props. And now there's literally thousands. You can pick the exact score of yep. a game. Yep. The uh, the one that, so as I was looking through this, I, I tend to stay away from them over the past you know, five, 10 years. But the, the one that really jumped out to me that, that I do like is Mahomes completions or John Morant points versus the Celtics. And I think John Morant is obviously he's, he's playing up a ton of points. He's, he's roughly around 30. So yeah. you got to think that, um, you know, it's going to be high twenties for, for both of these guys. But yeah. I think, uh, I think Morant versus the Celtics should be a, you know, a, a big game for, for both those teams. So I kind of like Morant in that one. Okay. I like, I, yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, yeah, that, that, those ones make sense, but you're right. They're going to be, they're going to be so close, but you know, I assume they play earlier in the day. Like these yeah, bets are just yeah, to give yeah. yourself something to do. Yep. <laughs> like just pretty much give yourself something to do while you're while you're uh, biding your time. Um you mentioned uh you mentioned exact score. Now you hit the exact score uh on <laughs> on the in the <laughs> NFC championship. So oh yeah. Um so you, uh, but you so you did what you put like a buck on five I different put, scores. Uh, yeah, I did five one dollar bets. Yeah. That, do everyone should do that. I'm I'm absolutely doing that for the for the Super Bowl because I, I think that I can get relatively close. And yeah, what I was doing was I, I didn't look up what the Eagles versus Minnesota score was, but that, mm. that's where I was getting at. I was like, all right, it's got to be, you know, a 38-10, 38-7. So I just had yeah. a few of those in there. Yep. And um, it's funny. I was, I was rooting for a field goal at the end. And then when they didn't get it, I'm looking down. I'm like, oh, I have that other option yeah, as yeah, well. So yeah. that was a nice few hundred dollar uh, uh, bucks in my pocket. Yeah. If you're if you, you know, have a strong opinion on the game one way or another, I think that that's a bet that, you know, I think that's a bet that, you know, makes makes a lot of sense to me is just, just sprinkle a couple bucks on, you know, exact score and, you know, try to get, you know, close to football scores. The, the two weeks leading up to this are leading up to the Super Bowl are, are just so killer because I think, you know, you look at our, our numbers throughout the year, you did very well in college, you know, over 58% to 55% for the NFL and having that bankroll with nothing, no football to bet on for, for two weeks. I'm just logging in. Every yeah, day no, and Five dollars, yeah. like a few dollars here, a few dollars yeah. there, and it's starting to add up. So, um, yeah, yep. it's uh, yeah, it's been a long two weeks, but uh, it's it's nice to have that bankroll from our from our success earlier this year. By the way, seven and one so far in the in the playoffs so far. Yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been a heater. So I'm I'm yeah. gonna go with uh, the Eagles minus one and a half. I still love it. Um, I'm, I'm probably not touching the over under at this point. I might hop on it on a on a live line if it starts out a little slow. Hop on the over, but. Yeah, I love the Eagles minus one and a half. I love them in the first half as well, and then I'm going to go with Kansas City Chiefs in the second half. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm. I am. Like I said, I'm going to take the Eagles second quarter, but I'm also going to be on the Eagles. Uh, you know, I I really was very close to just saying, you know, I'm going to get Mahomes plus money, but a you know, team sport, and and there's there's so much going for the Eagles in this matchup. We need to just break it down. Um, it, it's weird for a Philadelphia team to just be completely dominant. And they absolutely, if this game is one in the trenches, they dominate the offensive on, on the offensive line and they dominate on the defensive line. And that just, that's the recipe. That's how you win these games. And they're going to do it. I, I have no doubt in my mind, they're going to just completely shut down any, any kind of, um, you know, a, a, any kind of pressure near hurts and give him plenty of time. Whereas you can't say the same for, um, for the Chiefs and, and what they're going to do to to protect uh, Mahomes. So, you know, the more I think about it and, and the more I think about, hey, let's look at injuries. You know, Eagles, sure, we have guys banged up. They have guys banged up. I think Mahomes is fine. I think Hurts is fine with the shoulder. But, yeah, Mahomes loses, you know, Hardman, who is, is a big target of his. So I think that's that's something you have to factor into these games. So the more I thought about it, the more I, I just, you know, talked myself into the Eagles. And I I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm predicting a, a, a closer game than... Than, than we had before, but I'm going to take the Eagles uh, minus one and a half. And my uh, my final score uh, prediction is going to be 38 to 27. 38, 27. Love it. So I'll probably take the over too. Place your bets. Let's end with another trivia question. All right, Joe, are you ready to, uh, to make some guesses? I am ready. This is a long one. If anyone's still listening, good luck. There are 12 NFL teams that have not won 
a Super Bowl. I'm going to give you a hint. Five of them are in the NFC and mm-hmm. seven are in the AFC. Can you okay. name those teams? All right. Uh, the New England Patriots. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, all right. Teams who have not won a Super Bowl. Um, this is actually going to be extremely difficult for me. All right. Uh, the Cleveland Browns. Yep. The Cincinnati Bengals. Yep. Um, the, uh, I mean, are we talking Raiders? They have one. Like Las Vegas Raiders? We're no, not, we're no, not no, doing no. it like Sorry. that. Okay. We should go by franchise. Yeah. Franchise. All right. By franchise. All right. Um, all right. Browns. So let me, I'm, I'm, see, I'm trying to do it, not looking at the teams and just thinking of like, you know, what's a, what's a bad franchise? Um, uh, I know, I know the commanders have one. I know the giants do. I know the Cowboys do. So we're, we're done in the NFC East. Um, oh, Buffalo bills. Yep. All right. So that's three of 12. Correct. Uh, Tennessee Titans. Correct. Um, the Houston franchise. Yep. Um, the Carolina Panthers did not win the year they beat the Eagles in the NFC championship, correct? Correct. All right. Um how many is that? You have one, two, three, four, five of the seven AFC teams and one of the five NFC. All right. The Chargers never won it. Okay. Um I'm trying to think of who the who's always the worst team in the NF in the AFC. Always the worst team in the AFC. Um, it's like every year they're, they're they just suck. Why can't I think about that? Why can't I think of this? Um, oh well, this isn't uh, the IFC, but the Lions never won a Super Bowl. Correct. All right. Um, why why am I blanking here? Oh, the Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals are. Oh no, they again, did. In... They did win a Super Bowl, right? No, the Cardinals have not. Oh, they did not. Okay. All right. So how many do you I have need? Three now? left. Two in the yeah. NFC. One in the AFC. All right. Hold on. Um, again, I'm not looking at a list of teams, which is making this uh really racking my brain here um all right how about the i'm trying to think of who's the worst team in the always the worst team in the afc um that might not be the best thing actually because i just have another team that that sucks as well <laughs> um all right i need two in the nfc and one in the afc correct correct would you all like right. uh, any hints um Give me a, yeah, give me a hint for that AFC team. For the AFC team, they play more away games than uh probably any other team in the in the league. I should I shouldn't say more away games, more games not at their stadium. Uh what uh Jacksonville. Yep. All right. Um, um uh, one of the NFC teams was extremely close to winning a Super Bowl and Falcons. Yeah. All right. And one more. Who am I missing? Who am I missing? They're doomed. The, the Saints? No, they uh, won. No, they won with Breeze. The Vikings? There you go. They never, wait, so they never won, like, what, were they had, like, the Purple People Eaters, like, back nope, in the, never. oh, wow. Yeah, well, Randy Moss's first championship was, um, actually, he, I guess he didn't even win with, with the yeah, I'm shocked there's 12 teams that have won a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised yeah, the number was that high. The wow. other the other one that that jumped out to me, I'll see if I can bring it up, but it was talking about some of the dynasties in the NFL and how the dynasties are fading uh amongst the um like every decade. So, I think in the 70s there were five teams overall that won a Super Bowl and then in the 80s there were six, in the 90s and 2000s there were seven, 2010s there were eight. So you can see that there's just a larger uh, disparity of teams that have won multiple times. Um, but it was pretty much, it was interesting to see that, you know, you think about some of the, like the, the teams that were able to repeat the only ones in our lifetime were really the, the Patriots that, that have done it. And then besides that, you go back and you think of some of those, you know, Steelers, those 49ers yeah, Cowboys yeah. teams. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that, I mean, it, yeah, it is, it is interesting to think about like, you know, and I'm also curious how many teams have just won one. I mean, it seems like you do have a lot of those teams from back in the day that are really, uh, you know, really the ones that are, you know, sort of. I, I saw like a, like a, uh, 
I forget it was some some graphic on Sports Center or something. And it was just like, well, it, it was showed all the Lombardi trophies like by franchise, like you know this this franchise has six or whatever it yeah. was, and I, it is just crazy. Another thing I, I'm reading that the book, um, it's called uh, it's called it's better to be feared, and it's about you know it's about the oh, Patriots yeah. dynasty. I didn't know. Uh, so Belichick has two two rings when he was Parcells' defense coordinator with the Giants. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah. I didn't realize that. Never, never thought was about he... it because yeah, yeah, he was D coordinator, and he has um he has a boat, and it's called Eight Rings. <laughs> which, <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Yeah, you gotta love it. Um, hold on, I I had a uh, I'm 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 not gonna. I'll let you take some stabs at it, but I found a really good trivia question, which I'm I'm pulling up right now. Um, so it's it's really challenging. So I'm just going to give you the answers, but I think it's a it's a good good question. I mean, I like I'll take a guess at it, but uh, all right. So there are, and this is Andy Reid is one of them. I'm going to give you that. So there have been four coaches or managers in in the four major sports who have managed two teams for ten years each. Uh, Andy Reid is one of them. There's none in in hockey. Oh boy, uh, baseball. I'll have no clue. So if there's right. any of those, so, just give that well, to me. the one the the one you would know in baseball is uh, Larusa. So Tony okay. Larusa has managed three teams yep. for for ten years plus, which is insane. Was it Cle- Cleveland's one? He managed uh, Oakland, um, St. Louis, and uh, Chicago White Sox. Chicago. Okay. The other one is uh, Bruce Bochy. Which I, I Bruce Bochy has been around baseball forever, um, but he's only been with two teams. I think he was with uh, the, maybe the Padres and the Giants. He won a couple World Series with the Giants, um, but I was surprised by that. And, the, and there's one in basketball, and you would guess, you know, Phil Jackson probably or, or Pat Riley, Jerry uh, West, uh, Don Nelson. So Don, Don Nelson, who and and you know, it's hard to think about Don Nelson because he literally retired, moved to a farm, and just just grows weed now, and that's that's his whole <laughs> life. But uh, yeah, Don Nelson was. Um, was with the Mavericks and uh, and Golden State. He had those he had those like pre carry Golden State teams with like Monte Ellis, where they still scored yeah. like 170 points a game, but they were losing like 180 to 170. Um, yeah, just just uh, it's a crazy thing. But Andy Reid is one of those guys who's two teams for for ten plus years, uh, making a very strong case to be you know one of the best coaches in the history of the NFL. Place your bets. For Joe Simonera, I'm Shane Curran. That's all for today's show. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Remember, rate, review, subscribe, and always bet on yourself. Philly and the Over is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe?